Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head-to-head. -head. Today's episode, we are going to be ranking every X-Men movie and spin-off produced and distributed by 20th Century Fox. This includes the recently released The New Mutants and goes as far back as X-Men from 2000. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I am joined by my regular co-hosts, Joshua Kubis, Alden Mason, and Jory Boston. Hello everyone, today we are talking about X-Men movies. We're talking about, uh, you know, the main the main series as well as the spinoffs. So we've got uh, everything from, what, the original X-Men movie through the most recent, The New Mutants. This series came out around the time we were all born, so we, with, with New Mutants coming to an end, we officially outlived this franchise. <laughs> we did it. Fox is done making X-Men movies, so... I'm I'm proud of us. Um, I wish Disney didn't buy the rights, but yeah, I wish something else brought this franchise to an end, like the three movies that were meant to bring it to an end. <laughs> the X Men film series has its ups, has its downs, and uh, we're hopefully going to be discussing those today. We've all got vetoes. We can use them up until round five. I'm going to go first, then Josh, then Jory, and Alden's going to take up the rear while he finishes making his list. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, for number 13, I have Dark Phoenix here. There are other movies of this caliber, but I don't think any are as straight up misguided and also just totally all over the place like Dark Phoenix is. Production kind of missteps as well as them having to do reshoots and things and this the script having to change because it was too similar with the use of the Kroll than the Captain Marvel movie that was coming out. This movie was kind of a dumpster fire, and Fox really kind of just gave up on it. Uh, if it didn't cost as much as it did, they probably would have pulled a new Mutants and just not released it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen this one. Obviously, I didn't do my homework. But I find it interesting that you say that, because to me, like the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about misguided production and being totally all over the place and almost not worth releasing, the first thing I think of is Origins. Dark Phoenix is not my lowest but it is my number 11 so i'm not gonna die on this hill that yeah i'm not about to use a veto or anything it just seems odd at least with x-men origins wolverine I, th there's some fun to be had like it, it's a very big blockbuster in fact i think it had a higher budget than the first three x-men movies despite having a more stripped down cast I don't think it's a good movie, but I'd rather watch it because I was not really entertained with Dark Phoenix at all. And my biggest problem with it comes from James McAvoy's uh, portrayal of Charles Xavier here. And it might not be his fault. It might be the script itself. This is the first time we see, uh, you know, Charles as not just someone who knows a lot and not just someone who, you know, might be depressed or having issues kind of with the role he sees for himself. He's just straight up an asshole and is extremely condescending and judgmental in this movie. And it doesn't make any sense, especially coming off the two movies that come before it in this main series. It makes no, no sense at all for him to act the way he does in this movie. I think there's a movie on this list that does the Dark Phoenix arc a little bit better, which is just crazy because this is the focus of this movie, and that is something that is stapled onto the third act. This movie was going to be, like, the better version of the Dark Phoenix. Like, the, like it seemed like after Days of Future Past and the little tease and Apocalypse, like, that this was really going to be a big thing. And you could just tell, like, halfway through, they knew this was probably what well, we thought it was going to be the last X-Men movie, but then New Mutants was the thing. They realized that they're not continuing this shit, and they're like, let's just pump this out. Like, it just felt like cast members didn't care, especially Jennifer Lawrence, even though she was barely in the movie. Her performance compared to everybody else while like michael fassbender is still acting his ass off in this movie for some reason michael fassbender always tries his ass off even in the worst fucking movies yeah he's good in assassin's creed even when mystique dies and when magneto finds out about that is so good because michael fassbender just puts so much time and effort into that character it's a shame like that was the last, it's probably the last time we'll see him in that role. I think besides the last action sequence, everything with the mutants that they introduce in X-Men Apocalypse, like this new young batch of everyone like Cyclops and, uh, and Nightcrawler and all that, they are so underutilized in this film. Some kind of team up moment in this film, and it doesn't feel like 
they come together at all. And I also think there's nothing fun with Quicksilver in this movie, which is kind of a shame because the last two movies knew damn well to use Evan Peters for all he could do. I really like the beginning of the movie. Uh, the president calls uh, Professor X and they all go on that ship. It feels very like 90s cartoon X-Men, and I thought it was great. And then after that, it was just such a fast decline. Yeah, rip uh, Dark Phoenix. Cool, Dark Phoenix, number 13. With the new batch of like the classic X-Men, the recast, because I think that all of the casting is really good. I agree. They just never use them. I mean, even in Apocalypse, which I enjoy, like... Yeah, I do too. They just feel really underutilized. Josh, what is your number 12? You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. We're getting there right now. X-Men Apocalypse is my number 11. Uh, It's number 12, Josh. Or number 12, that's what I meant. <laughs> I'm going to veto that. I have it in the same spot. Oof, yikes. I understand why you don't like it, and I understand the the general dislike for it, but there are a handful of movies that are worse, uh, just objectively. I think X-Men Apocalypse isn't, like, ideal. I think there's a lot of fun to be had, and it's certainly an ambitious movie, very similar to that of Days of Future Past. I don't know. I feel like I could put either X-Men Origins Wolverine or The New Mutants here, and the panel's going to agree with me. I have The New Mutants lower, but I know Jory hasn't seen it, so I'm going to put X-Men Origins Wolverine here at number 12. I was um, also going to be fine with putting New Mutants at number 12. That's mine too, but either one is fine here. I think X-Men Origins Wolverine, the only reason I have it over New Mutants is because, again, I think there's fun to be had in the movie, whereas New Mutants is kind of really slow-paced and dialogue-heavy, but I like that it's a little different and i kind of would like to see it elevated just a little bit higher if not for more people to check it out and give a feel for themselves because it out of all of these movies it's the one that stands out the most in terms of of uh genre i think x-men origins wolverine can go here because we have two better standalone <laughs> wolverine movies my biggest problem with apocalypse and why i have it so low is the um it came off of um a movie that I find very good, and I know other people find it very good. It was so low on my list because I think the amount of disappointment I had where you have Oscar Isaac, like one of my favorite working actors in Hollywood right now, playing the villain. You have you still have James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, and they're introducing Cyclops, Storm. Like, this could have been one of the best X-Men movies, and it just wasn't. It has terrible pacing. Like, I was shocked. Like, I was rewatching it last night, and I was shocked how bad the pacing was. I thought the entire Magneto arc was kind of its own little thing that felt like a short film. Every 20 minutes, we'd go back to that, and it was very jarring. It felt like there were three different movies going on. Somehow, like, Days of Future Past and other films that will get higher were able to juggle that so much better, where Apocalypse just had a bro moment after bro moment to me when it came to that when it came to the setup of everything. And I think the third act is just lame. They just think it's straight up so underwhelming, like the final battle. It's it's like the X-Men variety show. If any of these movies on this list at all feel like the 90s cartoon, Josh, it's X-Men Apocalypse. I agree with that 100%. I think it feels like a bad episode of the 90s cartoon. <laughs> but the stories that work really do. And, I mean, you even get to see, like, Jean Grey and uh, Nightcrawler and Cyclops going out and hitting the town and going to see Return of the Jedi. Like, you don't really get camaraderie like that. Yeah, and there's some self-awareness in the script, too. Like, they, they literally say, you know, everyone likes the second one. Empire's clearly the best. And they're like, well, what about the third one? The third one can be fun, too. Literal fucking lines in the movie as the characters are walking out of Return of the... Or, yeah, walking out of... Uh, Return of the Jedi. This is the third movie in its trilogy, and I think they just knew to go balls to the wall and have fun with it, especially since they knew they were continuing it after. I mean, Josh, I kind of get where you're coming from, because I think that I'm alone here with Days of Future Past being my favorite X-Men movie personally, and I understand that X-Men Apocalypse coming off of that is like kind of disappointing, but like the thing is it didn't have to be even as good as Days of Future Past. Like It's still like a perfectly like serviceable good X-Men movie. I personally would place this like in upper mid tier with like things like the Wolverine. Like that's where it feels like it fits to me. I think there's like a few actual bad movies we can place first. Yeah, I agree. So I'm perfectly fine with X-Men Origins going here. Uh, Alden? 
What's your take? X-Men Origins Wolverine or X-Men Apocalypse? Well, personally, Apocalypse is lower on my list, but both of these are pretty much at the bottom. Okay. it's Yeah, it sounds like Alda and I have Apocalypse and you guys have Origins. Give me a defense for why X-Men Origins Wolverine is a better movie than X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, I definitely get more, like, entertainment out of Origins, like... I have no idea how. <laughs> I tried rewatching Apocalypse, and I found it really rough. Origins, like, there's fucking memes. Fucking Will I Am is a supporting character in it. That's fucking hilarious. There's, like, a really great X-Men movie in there, but it's not there, and I think that's just what pisses me off about it. Origins, I knew, was bad from the start. Apocalypse, like could have been great and it's just nothing going back to like our mcu ranking that's why captain marvel was the lowest on my list the sheer like mediocrity and the media the mediocreness of captain marvel and the disappointment is why it was last and that's why apocalypse is so low i will take a fucking entertainment mess of x-men origins more than sitting through apocalypse looking at a movie that was on its way out when it came to building up a franchise. X-Men Apocalypse is way more of an entertaining mess than X-Men Origins Wolverine. I, I do find a lot of enjoyment in X-Men Origins Wolverine, and it's why it's number 11 on my list. I agree with you. If you're looking at it as just like a dumb action movie, it's a pretty fun watch. But X-Men Apocalypse is like, it's, it's so funny because like, it's coming off of two really, 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 really great X-Men movies. And then this feels like it was kind of stapled together last minute. The script doesn't really feel finished. And there's like some visual effects that aren't finished. And to me, X-Men Apocalypse. Why was it stapled together last minute? They teased Apocalypse at the end of Days of Future Past. Like, because there's a two-year turnaround. You, you want to try making a movie this big in two years? The tease was also done in a very different way. I mean, it wasn't Oscar Isaac in the post credit scene. Right, but why was this? They knew they knew what was happening. Why, why wasn't it planned out? more they knew the storyline they wanted to go for they didn't know exactly what they were going to do with it well that's the problem i agree it, it's not it's a heavily 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 flawed movie but x-men origins wolverine gets just about everything wrong except maybe i don't know Sabretooth is good in it i'm glad he comes back yeah Sabretooth is a better interpretation than he was in x-men one but i mean besides that <laughs> that's like the only semi-redeemable thing the action is kind of shit and it's like just fun to watch like the big explosions and yeah, if you want to go full on tinfoil with it, you could even be like, uh, well, it was the first time that we saw Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, technically. And like in the in the beginning of Origins, he was good. He was that uh, charismatic, cocky type character we thought would turn into Deadpool, but he turned into Baraka from Mortal Kombat. Something interesting about that is all of his lines are ad-libbed and not because he wanted to, but because there just wasn't a script for him. Did they just not have a script for those scenes in Origins? I don't think so. Like Everything that I've heard about Origins was like part of the reason it, that it is why it is, is because the writer strike happened. Ah. I'm looking at like the uh, fucking Wikipedia page of all the X-Men movies right now, and apparently David Benioff wrote part of the script, which kind of explains it. Give some context to who David Benioff is. David Benioff, of course, one of the two showrunners of Game of Thrones who has gone missing and has not been seen publicly since uh, the ending of the show. Holy shit. Big bra moment for both of them. If we want to go boring movie to boring movie, I guess you guys really don't want X-Men Origins here. Would you feel comfortable putting New Mutants under Apocalypse? Leave it up to Alden. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave it up to me. I still haven't watched it. Okay, well, Alden hasn't watched it, so he's going to put it under like he did with Django Unchained. <laughs> Who has X-Men Origins Wolverine the highest on this list? It's my number 11. Uh, Origins is my number 13. <laughs> it's my uh, it's my number 11. Yeah, it should go here. Fair bit higher for me. Apocalypse is number 7 for me. Whoa. It's a fair bit higher for me. I feel like that's not whoa. It's in the middle of the list. <laughs> no, Jory said number 7 and then Nate said it's a fair bit higher for me. Oh, a fair bit higher than number 7? We'll get there when we get there. It seemed like Alden was kind of tiered teetering on origins so origins could go here i i feel really weird that we're fighting this hard so low in the list <laughs> yes it is so 11 jory why is it new mutants uh it's new mutants because that's my next lowest that hasn't been placed and i have not seen it yeah it was uh my number 10 so yeah it's my number 10 as well interesting <laughs> it's uh it's not very good when i came out of it i thought 
it was the worst X-Men movie um, as time went on. You mean two weeks? <laughs> well, as I like rewatch other X-Men movies for this and kind of just think about... You came to the conclusion that X-Men Apocalypse is worse somehow? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Narrative-wise, New Mutants isn't a juggled mess like Apocalypse is, but New Mutants... It certainly is a juggled mess. The film is out of order. <laughs> what? The events of the New Mutants are completely out of order from what it originally was in the script. Nick got a weird torrent. <laughs> it is a total jumbled mess. They didn't, they didn't even get to do their reshoots, so they just fucking copied and pasted shit together from other parts of the movie, and they were like, this is how it works now. Oh, well... I didn't care about New Mutants that much to look up a leaked script, but okay. narrative-wise, from somebody who didn't know that or didn't care, it was fine. New Mutants didn't have like characters that I, I loved that Apocalypse and other X-Men movies have. And that's why Apocalypse is lower. <laughs> so, number 13, we got Dark Phoenix. At number 12, we got X-Men Origins Wolverine. And at number 11, we have The New Mutants. Alden. What is your number 10? My lowest is Apocalypse. Uh. <laughs> I don't know how hard I can like fight this one, but I just, it is my least favorite X-Men movie. All right, new hot take. I'm vetoing this and nominating Deadpool. Whoa, the first Deadpool? I agree. Deadpool is my number 10 as well. Hmm. Yeah, Deadpool is exactly my number 10. It's a few places above this, but I'm not really going to fight hard. I mean, for me, like, I can't dog on Deadpool too much because like, sure, it did like, finally sell like studios on the idea that r-rated superhero movies work but i think that there are two better r-rated superhero movies uh that are higher on this list and i don't know deadpool's sense of humor just does not do it for me anymore this is the sense of humor that i feel like if i was joking around with my friends in like middle to high school i would be okay with but like put into a movie form i i just am not about it i just don't like that deadpool is supposed to be this like spoof and like kind of satire on superhero movies or at least that's the way i've always seen it i always thought that deadpool being the self-aware character could kind of poke holes at like the other issues with other soups and this deadpool movie is the most formulaic origin story ever that's slightly non-linear so people think it's different it is the cheapest looking out of all of these movies which is kind of crazy to say because there's some other very cheap looking movies on here i i don't know dude it looks like it was fucking exported in fucking premiere it doesn't look good these were not the two movies i thought we'd be debating right now i would have been more on you guys if we were talking about deadpool 2 but deadpool 1 is a a little bit better of a movie because i don't know it's really not <laughs> it's way better i don't know i think deadpool 2 is better i don't like either of them and i think deadpool 2 is better i'm with jory exactly all right good argument you said it's better well you want to hear why deadpool 2 is better do you know here why Deadpool 2 doesn't feel like a cheap mess like Deadpool 1? I mean, did you see it? Can you explain it? Yeah, Deadpool 2 is a lot more chaotic in its in its humor. Deadpool 1 is just, oh, he's going to turn and he's going to talk to the camera and say a swear word. It's not that funny. Deadpool 2 has elaborate set pieces built up specifically for gags. The first movie just has by-the-numbers action sequences with a guy who can talk at the camera. It's not that impressive. I don't think it needed to be impressive. It needs to be impressive. It's fucking Deadpool. Even if it doesn't need to be impressive, I think that the second one is more impressive than the first one. And also, it has a really great side arc with Josh Brolin being the fucking time travel dude. Yeah. I really like Cable. Yeah. They they did that arc extremely well. I don't like Russell. I don't like the little... Yeah, I was about to say, but I hate that Russell kid. Well, you're supposed to hate him. Exactly. I also like the uh, the juggernaut thing, how it's like a surprise that he's even in the movie. Yeah, he was handled really well, too. Way better than in fucking X3. Also, as far as I will say this in the defense of both Deadpool movies, I do really appreciate the comic accurate style that they go with with some of the bigger characters like that. Like, I think Colossus looks a little weird. But I think that Juggernaut looks great. Yeah, I just like the ensemble cast of Deadpool 2 so much more than the first one. I agree. Why are we arguing about Deadpool? Weren't we placing something else here? It's between X-Men Apocalypse and Deadpool 1. Yeah, as far as Apocalypse versus Deadpool, I think Apocalypse is like a fun adventure movie with uh, some elements of the X-Men that I like, like the whole uh, Magneto storyline. But Deadpool, to me, just feels like a movie that, like, me and my friends at the middle school, like, cafeteria table could have made up just talking about superheroes. I, I have Apocalypse and Deadpool seven places apart on my list. 
I have them one, two, three, four, five, six places apart on my list. I have them four places apart on my list. And I know our placements are switched. All right, so I guess we need to vote here. Uh, Deadpool or X-Men Apocalypse? Deadpool. Deadpool. Apocalypse. I don't I don't know how we could resolve this any other way, so I guess put Deadpool there. The saga of us needing to figure out a way to deal with ties continue. This is gonna become a problem. <laughs> it already is. I mean, do we wanna like phone a friend? Is there anyone here? Let's ask Nick since he's here. <laughs> Epic. Hey Nick, the still draft champion wants to know what your opinion is. <laughs> I bet Nick likes Deadpool. Yeah, he probably does. Unless he's based. I don't know, actually. This man had Ant-Man the Wasp in his top 10. All right, well, there you go, Jory. Your tie was resolved. I hope you're happy. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm fucking not either. It was your idea to call the MCU fan. It was your idea to complain about the fact that we need a tiebreaker for shit. We don't. We do need a tiebreaker for shit. In the pa for the past month, it's been an issue. I mean, I did have to just vote for something that I didn't really, like, I, that I didn't want to vote for, but I didn't know how else to resolve this debate. Yeah, that's how it goes every time we have a tie. We need a legit tiebreaker. This felt like a presidential, like, uh, election. Well, how about you come up with an idea, Jory? I can't. I'm busy. Okay. Hey you. Yeah, you. You want to help support Duel of the Takes and look sexy as all hell doing it? Well, we have a great offer for you. Right now, Pierre Arden is offering a special deal on their whole inventory of European-style timepieces and wristwatches for our fans. Head over to PierreArden.com and use promo code NATEM25 at checkout to get 25% off your order. At Pierre Arden, their focus is to design cutting-edge timepieces alongside precision manufacturing, making every watch a true masterpiece to be proud of. I'm a sucker for a good deal, so I bought one myself the Complaiso, which is currently on sale for $30 off its regular price. Plus, with promo code NATEM25 at checkout, you'll save an additional 25% off your order. You'll be walking away with a great fashion accessory and a way to keep time without pulling out your phone. All for a great deal. Again, head over to PierreArden.com. That's P-I-E-R-R-E-A-R-D-E-N dot C-O-M to pick out a nice watch for yourself or a loved one, and use promo code NATEM25 at checkout. Save 25% off your order. It helps the show, and it'll help you make an impression wearing a sexy new timepiece on your wrist. Well, it's my turn now. X-Men Apocalypse is placed at number 10. Uh, number 9 should be X-Men The Last Stand. I'm going to die on this hill. I agree. Josh, Josh is going to use his veto here. No, Josh, I'm using my veto here. Oh, okay. I'm throwing in uh, X2. Whoa. What? No. X2 is an objectively better movie than X-Men The Last Stand. Terrible choice. Oh my god. Alden, this is like when I chose Jackie Brown. <laughs> it really is. You could have picked any other movie. Alden, quick question. Have you seen X2? I've seen all of these but New Mutants. So why is uh, X2 worse than The Last Stand? I have seen Last Stand a whole lot more. I enjoy Last Stand a whole lot more. Uh, out of the three originals, Last Stand's my favorite. It was my favorite it, growing up. I just couldn't watch or rewatch X2. Like every time it came on, channel was usually changed. I just really like the chaos in Last Stand. So uh, Last Stand number nine, guys, right? <laughs> Unless jo Josh wants to veto a veto and put something else there. Th that never goes well. It'd be hard not to put anything else here. Like you can pretty much say any other movie except two. Here's my. Here's the thing: is like who's next after um, you are. You are. I would like to see The Last Stand at least make it to number seven. Uh, yeah, I'm going to veto a veto. All the vetoes are gone. We're going into big fish territory now, boys. Well, there's no big fish clause, but... It seemed like you guys like Deadpool too. Yeah, don't throw that in. I'd be kind of fine if you threw it in. <laughs> you could just say Deadpool 1, because that didn't get placed. Oh yeah, you could. Not get placed? No, it didn't. Remember, X-Men Apocalypse did. I'm pissed about it. Oh, good. Yeah. Me too. How do we feel about the Wolverine? Bro, just place just place Deadpool here. I don't know. I have I have the Wolverine lower than Deadpool on my list. That's why I'm asking. I have the Wolverine at number eight. I don't really fucking care. I have the Wolverine at number five. I guess I like the Wolverine. <laughs> Alright, I'm putting the Wolverine here. We're not gonna have that debate later. Okay. 
we're probably not going to have it. I just like threw this list together right before we started. Okay. I think the Wolverine's a hot mess. I mean, I, I like I like how it's a semi-grounded take with Wolverine and I like the like, like him as like a character and Hugh Jackman's obviously fine. He's been fine in fucking six movies before it. But dude, the more this movie lingers on, the less I care about it. And then the fucking Silver Samurai as a climax. It Josh said it before we were recording. It feels like a fucking Michael Bay movie. It's not good. Yeah, no, it's not. I think that it's really stupid, but I think that it, like... Like, I didn't go into the Wolverine movie <laughs> expecting, like, Kino. I knew that this movie was going to be dumb when I started watching it, and it was. And I think that it's just everything that I expected it to be, and that's why I like it. In retrospect, I'm looking at my list. I don't know. I don't really care that much about it, but I enjoy the Wolverine. I didn't have really any expectations going into the Wolverine. Um, When I first saw it, I wasn't, like, into the X-Men movies yet. It was... I think it was right after this is when i started marathoning the movies and kind of just like like revisiting them all same so the wolverine like the first act like visually like and uh narrative wise like i was really into it the the whole arc where it's his friend from the war that's um dying like I'm like, all right, I'm I'm into this. And then just as the movie progressed, I just started to care less and less. And yeah, like Nate said, like the third act, like it just turned into like it turned into a bad X-Men film in the third act for me. And we're kind of like just talking about the Wolverine here. I'm not trying to bring this movie up as a conversation for this placement, but it's almost like uh, it's really similar to Logan. It really is where I feel that way about Logan, except going into Logan, I was hyped up on like, oh, it's it's like the R-rated Wolverine send-off and everybody is saying like, oh, this is the best X-Men movie that there's ever been. And then I saw it and I was like, this was just okay. And I don't care about the third act more than I didn't care about the third act in the Wolverine. <laughs> I feel like it almost is like where something like Apocalypse is disappointing because the movie previous to it was so amazing the wolverine in my mind is just like i like it more because the movie previous was x-men origins yeah somebody who didn't watch these movies in order i just didn't i guess i never went by that or i didn't watch them as they came out i guess yeah the wolverine is a bit of a mess there are a couple set pieces i like it would not be out of place in this area yeah i like the way it looks too i just out of all the movies that we haven't placed yet that just that one was sticking out like a sore thumb to me the only like thing i don't like about x3 is that well there's a lot but the biggest problem is it should have just been longer it's only an hour and 40 minutes and they're rushing in not only the cure arc but they're also rushing in the fucking dark phoenix arc the movie was either you know an hour longer or if the pacing is just too bad for me to forgive i think the wolverine's a better paced movie but it's also a less interesting movie there's just wolverine there's like no other mutants i do like that it's pretty much low-key a samurai movie i could go either way i don't really like either one of these movies a whole lot i think there's more to go back to in x-men the last stand you can see wolverine once and never watch it again it's exactly what i've done i really like the scene uh in the wolverine where that dude is like fucking around with some prostitutes and wolverine throws him over the balcony into the pool and she's like how'd you know there was a pool there and he goes i did it <laughs> like there's just fun shit in there like that like like, yeah it's not really like connected to x-men lore sure it teases days of future past i guess and then is immediately retconned when that movie comes out but like whatever it's wild how it was connected to the timeline and then just kind of wasn't after that. it was it's so weird that that's not the movie's fault it's just the timeline's fault i thought that it was really ballsy of the timeline uh, this is going a little off recording, but Nick is out here talking about how Deadpool was the only example of the X-Men universe taking a risk. How about them resetting the entire cinematic universe that they just built up, including a movie that came out the year prior that won back faith in, like, okay, I guess X-Men isn't completely stupid. It's still kind of dumb, but... I was about to say, I don't agree with Nick there. <laughs> and I deleted his episode by mistake, so fuck me, right? So uh, are we doing the Wolverine number nine, I believe we're at? Yeah, sounds like the Wolverine is number nine. Yeah, Jory, it's your turn with number eight. All right. Uh, I hate to do this because I always think that this is the worst thing, but I'm going with the last stand again. Sure, you don't want to do Deadpool? Oh, fuck. I forgot Deadpool. Yeah, never mind. Go with Deadpool because I'm with you. Any last minute love for Deadpool, Alden? Where is it on your list? Uh, We're on eight, right? It is one place above this. 
I thought it was higher, so we're good. Nah, it's definitely middle of the list for me. Deadpool 1's my number 7, so I'm not about to die on this hill. Same, yeah. We're good. So I did take Josh's advice, and I'm watching X-Men Dark Phoenix right now. What is up with these, like, costumes, man? Like, they had that, they had the yellow suit, like, down in first class. Why, like, three movies later are we just, like, eh, I guess just putting yellow X on you? Yellow X gonna give it to you. Yellow X gonna give it to you. What? All right, Alden, your turn for number 7. Well, it didn't go well last time, so I'm gonna pick a different one i'll say x-men x-men one yeah i mean we're out of vetoes i'm glad you didn't say x2 because i would have been so pissed if last stand beat x2 but i i, I don't think x-men one should be here either but no I, I there's nothing we can do about it now so x-men one so x-men one was my number two that's defensible i think that's better than it being number seven yeah way better x-men one is my number four i know some of the panel doesn't like going towards this argument but from a historical stance it's gonna it's, it kind of sucks that x-men isn't in the top five yeah what the fuck yeah for real i think it kind of shaped like the superhero movie especially movies with like multiple superheroes not just like a spider-man like i don't think you would have what would eventually come from like these big superhero team-up movies without some sort of grounded you know mutant story and i think the first one does such a good job of introducing you to that world uh in the same way as something kind of like sorcerer stone but instead of seeing it through the eyes of harry potter you're seeing it through the eyes of like wolverine which was not only a bold casting choice but it's a bold character choice to do that journey with too because wolverine's kind of always like a low-key outcast of the x-men and he shouldn't be the face of the x-men and he became the face of this this brand and uh 20th century fox's involvement with the x-men so dude it's crazy to put it this low but i guess it's better than x2 superhero films have uh tried to use themes from real world problems i think the original x-men was one of the best in the series when it came to talking about like the themes that the comics had when it came to the civil rights movement and the differences that marginalized groups and people being judged unfairly because of the way that they, they were born. Yeah. And you also buy Magneto as a villain in that first movie. I think that the first two movies uh, illustrate that better than pretty much any other movie on here with the exception of like a couple that I can think of, even though there's that one scene in X2 where Bobby comes out to his parents and it's low key played as a joke, but you know, <laughs> yeah, that scene's really weird now have you ever tried not being a mutant <laughs> that scene has aged so poorly <laughs> I, I was like dying yesterday watching it logan has a beer and he has iceman freeze the top of it for him no it's a dr pepper <laughs> oh yeah because he's at a school <laughs> i like the part where his brother calls the cops on him because he's gay <laughs> mom dad i'm a mutant oh shit 911, what's your emergency? <laughs> but Alden, I do want to hear your take why it is this low on your list. How come Deadpool 2 and The Last Stand are better than X-Men 1? So I have to be specific with Deadpool 2. I prefer the like cut that I saw in theaters rather than the one that was released on DVD. That one kind of blows. <clears throat> but I, I'm sure... Upon rewatch, X-Men and X2 would probably be a little higher, but it's been a while since I've seen them, and the last time I did see them, I didn't have a great time. But Last Stand, last time I saw it, last four times I've seen it, I've always been captivated with it. You've seen Last Stand four more four times since you saw either of the other X-Men original movies? No, but it's at least two times. It's been a while since I've seen any of the three. The Last Stand is my, like guilty pleasure pick but i it is the weakest out of the trilogy to me and i think to a lot of people i can understand it i just don't agree part of their directive in making like the remake trilogy or like quadrilogy i guess now with uh, dark phoenix is that they kind of set out to just like okay the last stand ever happened like it was seen as something to be fixed the whole time it's definitely the spider-man 3 of the x-men movies for sure i guess x-men's going here yeah there's nothing we can do um it's my turn at number six. It's the lowest movie on my list. We were just talking about it. It's got to be The Last Stand. The only other movie I have nearby is Deadpool, which was my number seven. But I mean, my list is completely upside down at this point. I kind of anticipated this going in. I don't really ever want to watch Deadpool 2 again, if I'm being completely honest. And X-Men The Last Stand is kind of like Josh was saying. It's kind of like a Spider-Man 3 scenario where 
if I had watched X-Men and X-Men 2, I'm probably going to eventually watch X-Men Last Stand again. I also think it's dumb that the studio thought that X-Men Last Stand is like, this is the line in the sand. This is everything we need to retcon. And fucking a decade later, they finally get around to doing it. It's not that bad. Like, just a tighter script. It it would be a fantastic movie. And in fact, it might be better than the original X-Men movie. And as it stands on this list, it is. I can't see it going over anything else at this point. That scene where uh, Magneto is, like, fucking takes the entire golden gate bridge i think is really kino yeah i think there's a lot of kino in in the last stand um the scene where like uh angel jumps out of the building yeah yeah i wish the angel plot was a bit more fleshed out but i really like the start of it yeah doesn't he kind of just like fly in again at the end <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> flying in on your left <laughs> I also really like the scene where uh, Mystique loses her powers and Magneto just like turns on her immediately, just like, all right, bye. Before Mystique became the most important character in the history of this franchise, apparently. That's my biggest problem with X-Men Apocalypse is that Mystique becomes the leader of the X-Men for no damn reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only problem I have with that whole movie. And I think that it's really strange because she had such a good, like they had her in such a good place after uh, Days of Future Past and First Class when she was actually really important and a great character in First Class. Speaking of which, we are now into the top five. Number 13 is Dark Phoenix. Number 12 is X-Men Origins Wolverine. Number 11 is New Mutants. Number 10 is X-Men Apocalypse. Number 9, The Wolverine. 8, Deadpool. 7, X-Men. 6, X-Men The Last Stand. <laughs> and uh, we've got Deadpool 2, Logan, X2, X-Men First Class, and X-Men Days of Future Past left. So it's Deadpool 2 here, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, personally, I wouldn't have minded it going where The Last Stand ended up going. <laughs> Yeah, but then we would have had X-Men The Last Stand in our top five. Yeah, but now we have Deadpool 2 in our top five, which I guess by popular opinion is like where they want to see it. Did anyone have Deadpool 2 in their top five? Uh, yes, actually. I had both Last Stand and Deadpool 2 in my top five, with Deadpool 2 being my number five. The Last Stand is my number five, but the first X-Men movie was my number two. The Last Stand is the only one out of the original trilogy that I don't have in my top five, but then again, I also have the Wolverine in my top five. Before, like, my list was compromised, I was going to fight for The Last Stand to at least make it the number five, but after the X-Men, the, the original X-Men debacle, that was not worth it. Yeah, this is like the DC list over again. Alright, number five is Deadpool 2. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we've got uh, what X two Logan Days of Future Past and First Class left. I would like to see Logan go here. I agree. I too would like to see Logan go here. I don't know where you. I don't know where you guys want to place X two, but Logan is my number four. Oh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Logan's my number six. Uh, again, we were talking about it briefly when we mentioned the Wolverine. It the longer Logan runs out, the less I care. The exact moment that I stop caring about Logan is uh, as soon as Professor X dies. Yes. And it's not even that that's a bad plot point. It's just after that, the movie has nowhere to go, and then it picks up with this like save the kids plot line that was never interesting. Not at all. I really like the uh, the first villain in Logan that we see in the first act he was kind of like the guy with the like robo hand he was kind of like striker but he wasn't striker talk about movie trailers that were better than the movies themselves that logan trailer is one of the greatest yeah <laughs> like blockbuster trailers i can think of yeah i hurt myself today you that like one shot where you see uh uh x23 with the claws at the very end and it cuts to black great i'm using that song hurt by johnny cash when i reveal where x-men apocalypse is <laughs> 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 what else about logan the scenes where uh professor x has seizures are all really well done i like those a lot i really like steven merchant as caliban he does a lot better job than the dude that was him in apocalypse yeah i really like that caliban was like in this movie i think that was a cool touch to have him as like the supporting character in the first act yeah there is a lot about logan that i do like but holy hell was this movie overhyped definitely the most overhyped movie on this entire list second to one other no i'm just kidding there's one other that's almost as overhyped but this is the most overhyped i i think people are gonna be pissed that it's not in our top two but i think it's fine right where it is yeah i think that this is very generous i like nate also had this outside of my top five and my number six it was my number six too <laughs> looking good as a team 
<laughs> at least for Logan. All right. So we've got uh, X2 First Class and Days of Future Past here. I'm going to be the first to say it. X-Men Days of Future Past belongs at number three. Mm, I think X2 belongs here. Yeah, I'm with Jory. This might be um, like almost what Josh was saying earlier. Like I didn't grow up with these movies. Like X-Men 1 came out in 2000. I was a year old. Like obviously I didn't see this. You saw it in theaters opening night. <laughs> I saw it in theaters opening night, just like I did with Sorcerer's Stone in 1999. But to me... Days of Future Past and First Class both represent what I love about the X-Men. And X2 does have a really good execution of like the whole like mutants as an oppressed group plot. I think it's done better in the other two. And I think that the new cast, uh, Breathing Young or uh, New Blood into the whole franchise is a lot better than the peak original X-Men cast was. I think X2 is so great because of again like i know the historical argument is worn on you and it's kind of hard to go back to these movies considering the fact they came out like right after we were born but as a kid i don't know maybe like 10 12 maybe i watched the first x-men movie on like netflix or whatever for the first time and i was like holy shit this is incredible and i loved it saw the second one and i was like this just keeps getting better and better like there's no way these movies aren't gonna continue to get better and then you saw the last stand <laughs> i saw the last stand and I was like, yeah. <laughs> the first x-men movie which is a movie that we as a panel placed at number seven we as a panel i mean it's it's number seven on our list so all them <laughs> and this is just better in in every way i think once it introduces you into that that world it does everything better than in the first movie the action sequences with the mutants and their like powers their specific like trait really well coordinated especially for this time i mean you got to think about it there were no other like team up superhero movies coming out at this time i think the first fantastic four movie was like a year and a half two years later and trust me the integration of those superpowers is not as cool as in this one and i also agree that th i think x2 has the best oppressed mutants arc I don't know what you're saying about Days of Future Past or First Class having it. I can maybe see a little bit with First Class, but Days of Future Past, he was one of us, Charles. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that one line in the two and a half hour long movie. Yeah, I am ignoring that. The entire plot of Days of Future Past is about um, the mutants proving themselves as a force for good in society that uh, the government doesn't have to then create uh, WMDs to hunt down an entire group of people and eradicate them from the earth it's sort of like the ending of x2 where uh charles xavier like brings all the x-men to like see the president and he's like all right uh we're good now i think that the execution of it is way better i think that um mystique's entire arc about being like the evil mutant who's out to like hurt humanity because of what they did to her and how they've marginalized her only to then like pass not pass the torch but like extend the olive branch rather and prove to them that she isn't what they think that she is and what they're making her only for it to then be sullied on in the sequels just like x2 where do we have x2 on uh all of our lists like is it anybody's number ones no it's my number two okay so i'm guessing first class is your number one you would guess correctly. Alden, what's your what? Where the X two is very low on your list. Yes, it is. Where is it on yours, Josh? Uh, X two. Let me check. Actually, I forget. It was my number four since first class. I think is number one for members of the panel. For the sake of the debate, I think X two kind of belongs here. So we don't have a goblet of fire versus. Uh, uh, prisoner of Azkaban situation. This isn't a Goblet of Fire, Prisoner of Azkaban situation. I think... Yeah, I don't think it's particularly that situation, but I do think that we're leaning in the direction of putting X2 here. Dude, we just... Okay, yeah. Let's do it. X2. Based on how the panel feels. Yeah. All the original X-Men movies are underrated on this list. I love it. Well, except Last Stand. That got overrated. It's top three. Yeah, but now we've got two movies that came out back to back that aren't very like th th this. Now we are in the situation that you just said we were going to avoid. I mean, listen, I would have loved to see X-Men go in the top four as well, but 
All right, well, First Class is better than Days of Future Past. It's a tighter story. The characters are stronger. There's a lot less convoluted bullshit with time travel and mutants' powers changing to fit that story. It's X-Men First Class. And part of that is because I love the original X-Men trilogy so much, and this does something in a very unique way to reinvent it and go further back to kind of tell the origin of Magneto and, and Professor X. I really don't think that you could make a movie like X-Men that's as unique from the rest of the X-Men movies again than you could first class. Until they did it right after that with Days of Future Past. Yeah, I was about to say, I think Days of Future Past is one of the most bold and unique like tries at a superhero movie we've seen in recent time. Yeah, I think it's easily one of the most unique superhero movies, period. This is like before like spider-verse try to do like multiverse and have these multiple spider-man like this isn't even like a multiverse issue like days of future past this is pre doctor strange 2 this is pre the flash we see both of the mainline like the big dc and marvel superhero movie universes trying to do what was already done five years ago in days of future past with blending what is old and what is new to make room for more new i think that as far as like a trendsetter in the genre goes i think days of future past is a trendsetter whereas first class is following a a trend in a very unique way first class i agree nate is really tight these both of these movies are very good but like first class like my biggest issue with it is the other mutants like outside of professor x and magneto i like the mutants but they're not interesting enough to be like full-fledged like x-men to me or they're just not cool at all whereas in days of future past you have an introduction like quicksilver and there just is no equivalent in first class you can make the argument of havoc but like not really the one that sticks out is beast of course in first class because Beast was really good in first class, but it's Beast. Like, it's already a well-known character that fans of both the movies and comics love. Okay. Alden, do you have any opinion over which one goes higher? I'm trying to think. I want first class higher, but there are strong arguments for Days of Future Past. What, uh, What do you like about first class, Alden? I mean, it's very well put together. It has the better director. Yeah. Out of pretty much all of these, it is the, the best feeling out of all of them it's well put together pacing is great casting is a mixed bag Hmm? jennifer lawrence mainly i think jennifer lawrence is really good in both of these movies and it's not until apocalypse where she starts to give up and she's like i don't want to be an x-men anymore i just don't think she was strong enough to like hold up with some of the others i just think she's kind of there in days of future past like what's her like she's not like the main character I mean, the story revolves around her. Yeah, I was about to say, she's the main... Uh... She's the antagonist of the movie, essentially. She's going to kill uh, Peter Dinklage's character, and they have to stop her, because if she does, then they're going to go forth with the Sentinel Project. I guess I'm just not smart enough to understand why Days of Future Past is so brilliant. Uh, X-Men First Class is number two. Yeah, like, I like it a lot, but... And uh, Days of Future Past is number one. Hooray. Uh... Wow, this was a sad list. Yeah. I just don't have, like, strong opinions for putting Days of Future Past or First Class above one another. I just prefer to watch First Class. It's just an easier watch. I 100% agree. And I think it's a lot more fun, too. I think X-Men Days of Future Past is too heady. I think it's 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 got this big premise and it's got, like, this time travel or, I guess, multiverse or whatever you guys are trying to say. But They just send it back. it's straightforward enough where it's easy to follow if you're just sitting there watching it but if you're not like if you think too much it's ruined and if you don't think enough you're lost x-men days of future past is the tenant of this fucking list i really don't know what's confusing about it yeah i know i'm small brained thanks jory i don't feel like i have to put a lot of brain power into this at all like it's very simple they just send him back in time and he's got to fix stuff for the future and then the future is erased and that's what they're trying to do my list is number 13 Dark Phoenix. Number 12, The New Mutants. Number 11, X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Number 10, Deadpool. Number 9, X-Men, The Last Stand. Number 8, The Wolverine. Number 7, Deadpool 2. Number 6, Logan. 5, X-Men. 4, X-Men Apocalypse. 3, X-Men Days of Future Past. 2, X2. And 1, x-men first class my number 13 is dark phoenix number 12 uh x-men apocalypse number 11 x-men origins wolverine 
Number 10, the, the New Mutants. The New Mutants. Jesus, Josh. Number 9, The Wolverine. Number 8, Deadpool 2. Number 7, Deadpool. Number 6, Logan. Number 5, X-Men The Last Stand. Number 4, X2. Number 3, X-Men First Class. Number 2, The Original X-Men. And number 1, X-Men Days of Future Past. All right. Uh, my number 13 is X-Men Origins Wolverine. My number 12 is The New Mutants. My number 11 is Dark Phoenix. My number 10 is Deadpool. My number 9 is The Last Stand. My number 8 is Deadpool 2. My number 7 is X-Men Apocalypse. My number 6 is Logan. My number 5 is The Wolverine. My number 4 is X-Men. My number 3 is X2. My number 2 is First Class. My number 1 is Days of Future Past. My number 13 is Apocalypse. 12 is Dark Phoenix. 11 is Origins Wolverine. 10 is New Mutants. 9 is X2. 8 is X-Men. 7 is Deadpool. 6 is Wolverine. 5 is Deadpool 2. 4 is Logan. 3 is Last Stand. 2 is Days of Future Past. And 1 is First Class. Sweet. I think we did a pretty good job, everyone. This list is kind of not invocative of any of ours. It's a bit of a mix. Yeah, I'm going to assume all of our lists are sideways to some capacity. No, the whole like Deadpool thing, like that was weird how it was going to be Deadpool. And then it was like, oh, nope, psych, X-Men Apocalypse. And now we got Deadpool and Deadpool 2, like way higher than they should be in my book. I think it's a pretty solid list. I think X-Men The Last Stand got a little, a little, a little too high if it's beaten out the original. But so far so good yeah i was ready to be a supporter of last stand but then it got higher than x-men and i'm like i don't know if i want to be affiliated with this anymore i think it's so funny that we're seeing the same thing happen with x-men first class and days of future past as we are x-men and x2 and then it's like you know both of their follow-ups are way lower like it's weird how the x-men movies just are doomed to repeat themselves again and again and now the mouse has them and I personally don't like any of the spinoffs that much. <laughs> yeah, me neither. The best one is is like Logan, but like, it's, it's, sure, it still doesn't keep me engaged like any of these other movies do. If I had the choice between watching Logan or hell, even like The Last Stand, I'm gonna pick The Last Stand. That's 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 why The Last Stand was higher than Logan on my list. I hurt myself. Yeah, no, X-Men Apocalypse is my number four. I don't under I think you guys need to like rewatch that film. I guess Josh did and hated it, but it's so rewatchable. It's so fucking funny. In retrospect, I should have had X-Men Apocalypse uh bump down the Wolverine and Logan to put that in my top five. Because the Wolverine being in my top five, I'm just like, oh, why did I do that? Out of all of these movies, like Apocalypse to me is like the most just like turned on in the background kind of like it's a mess. It, it really is. But it's it's entertaining. Like I'm I'm, ne I'm never bored watching the movie. I do agree that the, the climax is kind of a bra moment, but it's so all over the place. It's it's a different setting. Every scene. It's it's fun. I, I thoroughly enjoy that movie. I didn't want to say this because of where X-Men like the first X-Men got put. It, but I almost feel like its climax is a little bit of a bra moment as well, and it kind of set the tone for like movies just being like, "All right, fuck it." It's the Statue of Liberty, right? Yeah, it's the Statue of Liberty, and then there's that huge spinning wall of death that Wolverine just jumps through like it's nothing. I like that shot of Magneto flying with the fireworks in the background. Speaking of X two, how about we didn't even talk about the blood scene? <laughs> I rewatched X two last night, and it was super like sus. I was like what the fuck just happened she injected enough iron in his blood i'm assuming on top of the iron that is normally in somebody's blood to make three large metal balls that dude would have been dead before he entered the building <laughs> <laughs> and why does magneto need that extra iron in the blood to just take out why couldn't he do that at any time <laughs> that shit doesn't make any sense to me it's still a cool scene though i really like uh magneto uh floating over on that uh, steel disc. I guess, like, I have, like, one question for everyone. Now that the mouse has rights to all of these characters and lore, what are you hoping to, like, see? I think the MCU's dead in the water as it sits right now. I'm kind of not hoping to see, to be honest. But I'm also kind of thinking, like, the X-Men movies are already kind of oversaturated. Like, in 20 years, we've had 13 movies. Yeah, that's wild. Disney gonna churn one of these out a year for the next decade? I don't think those are gonna be profitable. 
the last three of these have lost mo money. They still haven't said explicitly what their plan with the Deadpool series is going to be, even though that seems to be what everybody is interested in, even more so than just like the regular series X-Men movies. Yeah. Because like those movies print money. Well, it's because it's the only one they've left open. Is it possible maybe because X-Men has could have such a big cast, maybe they will look more towards like a Disney Plus series rather than a series of movies? Well, there are already uh, like a few uh, X-Men universe series on like Hulu and stuff and FX. There's like Legion, The Runaways. There's another one too. I forget what it is. Yeah, there's a bunch of shit. I heard Legion was pretty good actually. Yeah, the first season was really solid. I had no interest in watching anymore though. Like if they want to put the money in it, they could make a decent like disney plus series out of the x-men property it's almost kind of odd that they're going with a team up like the eternals before they go with x-men because to me the x-men are the perfect series for like the current market right now like it's clear with the eternals that they're going for like they're like all right marvel movies haven't been diverse ever so like let's get in some like people that look different and i mean x-men is just perfect for that because it's already about marginalized groups and there are literally hundreds of them that they can just like pick whoever they want with a built-in audience no nah, no nah, let's make johnny storm black yeah <laughs> and let's not make his sister black that we that is wild they were going to connect fan four stick to the x-men movies in some way what were they thinking the fan four stick came out the year after days of future past were the fantastic four going to be an apocalypse oh they could have been the four horsemen oh for apocalypse and that's why they had to shoehorn in those four additional x-men on top of the three they already introduced here's a wild thing have you ever seen the end credit scene for the amazing spider-man too? Yes. The end credit scene is just a trailer for X-Men Apocalypse. Wait, what? Yeah, I don't know why. Bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the original plan was. Were they gonna put the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, and the X-Men all in one movie? Like, if Fan4Stick and Amazing Spider-Man 2 were actually good, like, that could have been a force to be reckoned with. Imagine a, like, world where, like, M the MCU is trucking along, and then the entire rest of the Marvel Universe is just in their own universe. I think it's so funny that Hugh Jackman shows up in Apocalypse. Like, that's his last time playing the character, I think. He has that really weird scene with Jean Grey. Yeah, where they, like, look at each other really long. The jailbait scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, 16. Everybody's like, Wolverine, no! I love how they thought that chick had the range to play the, the Jean Grey. <laughs> I mean, as somebody who hasn't seen uh, Dark Phoenix, I think she's fine in Apocalypse. I love Apocalypse my number four joy you've seen game of thrones right does she have the range yes she does <laughs> so maybe with the right script she could have been the best Jean gray so apparently uh simon kinberg who wrote days of future past and apocalypse wrote and directed dark phoenix wow we found the problem boys i always assumed brian singer directed dark phoenix and it was just like what would a better script i, I was thinking about this a lot would a better script that subplot with Magneto teaming up with Beast against pretty much Professor X and Cyclops and the rest of the X-Men could have been, like, better than Civil War. <laughs> like, the idea of Beast, like, not agreeing with Charles and had enough of a shit and joins Magneto, I found that really fascinating, and I'm like, damn, I wish this was the whole movie and we didn't go back to the Dark Phoenix arc. Wait, so does that happen in Dark Phoenix? Isn't that kind of, isn't that kind of Mystique's arc in, uh, fucking first class i at the end of the movie yeah this one beast is like beast is the one who tells magneto that mystique died and it's the best scene of the movie what really works for x-men apocalypse for me is the summer that it came out it was paired up against like batman v superman and captain america civil war and then like they they tried to advertise it like it was another like superheroes fighting superheroes movie so like they 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 like rushed to introduce like three disposable uh x-men to be the fucking four horsemen with alongside magneto so that way it looks like it's uh uh you know those four versus the x-men and then it, it's such a mess but i enjoy it i think it's miscast but I actually think Oscar Isaac is fine as Apocalypse. I don't understand, like, the hatred of him being the... Pro I agree. I think that the biggest issue with, 
not even Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse, but holy shit, that makeup is fucking awful. Dude, he looks like a Power Rangers villain. It's perfect. <laughs> is it perfect? After Days of Future Past, this is exactly what I wanted to see. I don't know what you guys were expecting, but there's no way they were going to top Days of Future Past. I just wanted a villain that didn't look straight up ridiculous every time I looked at him. I mean, we've been going through, we've been going through with Magneto the entire series, and nobody's commented about his helmet. But still, here's the thing: in my world, Days of Future Past would have been the last X Men movie. I love the ending of Days of Future Past because I love the original trilogy. I would have that if that could have been the end of the whole timeline, the whole series. I would have been like cool. But the end of Days of Future Past is a tease for the next movie that kind of just doesn't get brought up in Apocalypse. Oh yeah, because Mystique is Striker. I wish it was just Striker because that could have just been the end. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. After Days of Future Past, the only thing they could have done is like a generic like X Men movie, like like literally, hey, we're at the school. Oh, Magneto's pissed at us. We got to defend. And it would have just been X-Men 1 again. Like, that's the only thing I could see them do is, like, do that with, like, their new young cast. I really love the scene in Apocalypse. It's kind of just, like, a short little sequence where, like, uh, Apocalypse, like, disarms the entire world and, like, launches all the nukes and shit. And he's going on that entire, like, rant about no more superpowers. I think that that's really rad. I also like the scene where he's tracking down Storm in Egypt or whatever, and he, like, breaks into her house. So then he like looks at the TV and he says, he touches it and he says, learn. Our 20th century, because it takes place in the 80s, I think. I like when uh, at the emotional like crux of Magneto's arc, where he goes and is about to murder everybody that he works with, Apocalypse just shows up and he goes, who the fuck are you? <laughs> That's a great scene. It is, but then it's really uncomfortable because Apocalypse brings him to dismantle Auschwitz and you're like, is this okay? <laughs> it's a good thing, right? I, I don't know. It's a historical site. <laughs> when Havoc's like, oh, the Apocalypse, like in the Bible, and he got it from the Bible, and then uh, what's-her-name was like, or maybe the Bible got it from him. I'm like, what am I watching? <laughs> he was one of us, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I love Havoc's death scene, too. Like, that's actually... I actually, yes. High-key underrated moment in that movie. And Quicksilver's like, oh, I thought I grabbed everyone. And he was, like, too close to the explosion. Everybody was too busy listening to Sweet Dreams Are Made of These to notice that Havoc just fucking died. <laughs> yeah, it's such a it's such a swerve. And then, like, the guy who Josh was supposed to play, like, actually cries. <laughs> and it's like, holy shit, this is important. Like, so this movie takes place in the 80s, right? Yes. How are Cyclops and Havoc brothers? Havoc's got to be like 45. He time traveled. <laughs> That's not how the time travel works in Days of Future Past. It doesn't make any sense. None of the characters are the age they should be. This is kind of why I don't like uh, Days of Future Past. It fucks up anything they could have done after. The issue is with Apocalypse for not doing it right. Is fucked it up. Why didn't Apocalypse just take place a couple of years after Days of Future Past? Why did it have to take place? They wanted the Star Wars joke and the 80s were trending josh okay they put it in the 80s for no fucking reason other than 80s nostalgia is big right now i think they wanted the characters that we know from like the original series to be the same age that they would have been in the year 2000 that x-men 1 came out but they they didn't age yeah but we didn't get to that point michael faster was gonna pull up in like this old age makeup and probably act his ass off again it was gonna go full circle yeah it was just gonna continue they wanted it to line up with like the timeline of like these characters like existing like i don't think they were gonna do anything with it they just wanted it to be like okay so cyclops would have been like i don't know like 15 in the 80s so dark phoenix would have been the last one no matter what then i think so that one took place in the 90s right before and 2000 would have been the max year yeah unless they just decided to keep going with it but whatever so our group list is number 13 dark phoenix number 12 x-men origins wolverine number 11 the new mutants Number 10, X-Men Apocalypse. Bruh. Number 9, The Wolverine. Number 8, Deadpool. Number 7, X-Men. Bruh. Number 6, X-Men The Last Stand. Number 5, Deadpool 2. Bruh. (laughs) (laughs) Number 4, Logan. Number 3, X2. Number 2, X-Men First Class. And number 1, X-Men Days of Future Past. Yay. The greatest superhero movie ever made. (laughs) Sure, I guess. 
you want do you want to publicly say that's your actual take this is my actual take <laughs> this is what this is what scientologists actually believe <laughs> i could definitely see where you're coming from as like it being very ambitious i need to clarify I don't mean this as in, like, this is technically, like, the greatest movie featuring a superhero to ever exist. I mean, like, obviously, The Dark Knight is, like, a much better film, but this movie satisfies me in ways that The Dark Knight doesn't on the level of a superhero film. So I feel like it's fair to say, like, this is my personal favorite best superhero movie ever made. So do we want to do, like, an every superhero movie ever ranked just to, like, really understand how that works for you? Because I... I'd have Batman 1966 over this. <laughs> I feel like that's also a different kind of entertainment because that's not what I'm looking for when I I'm looking for Batman either. So next time on Duel of the Takes, we're going to be ranking every single movie to feature a superhero ever. <laughs> it's going to be a list that's 800 movies long. Number one, Larry Boy. <laughs> it's the horror movie monster, Kill Fuck Mary. Oh, I need to reach out to Andy. That'll be that'll be a fun one. Yeah, that will be a fun one. Hopefully, we won't get a sad talking about like why we would fuck the swamp man the creature from the black lagoon yeah october is going to be great hopefully i can find a way to recover last week's episode in some capacity cat's commentary track keep your paws perched oh no Ew, what the fuck there's a movie on hbo called her smell with elizabeth moss <laughs> sounds grosser that is elizabeth moss so nate i guess i should ask this like after we're done after craig goes off but do you want me to edit this episode if you want to yeah that'd be great yeah i'll do the x-men episode thank you for listening to this week's episode of duel of the takes if you haven't already check out the duel of the takes youtube channel where we have highlights of every episode bonus lists and hot takes as well as comedy sketches and more also, give us a follow on Instagram. We do interactive stories, daily movie and pop culture memes, and more. Also, if you want to be a part of the discussion, check out our Discord channel for movie debates, hot takes, gaming moments, etc. Next week, we are starting our Halloween month of horror movies, and the other co-hosts will be trying to guess my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time. And as always, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.